So we've got into some exciting news today, haven't we? We have. It's new jingle it's time. New jingle time. God, we're easily pleased. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. There you go. So what do you think of it then, Mark? Do you I, like I, it? Well, well, I found it. I have to, oh, I have to take some it. credit for finding it. Oh, I don't think we just found it on our own. I think, no, we didn't. I, I, well, no, yeah, Sophie you, did, you, you picked it, but Sophie did point us in the right direction. Out of massive cache of music, which nobody... No, no ever... cache, as in cache, C-A-C-H-E. C-A-C-H-E. Mm. Not C-A-S-H. No. no. So we get no cash for this. We'd get... <laughs> this is a cashless society in this. <laughs> this is just something we do for the fun of it. It is, it is. So I hope you enjoyed the jingle. It was amazing. I would love any feedback yeah, on, yeah. on Let... the usual channels. Yeah, yeah. We're getting a lot of people on LinkedIn at the moment. LinkedIn. Yeah, I, I need to amplify through LinkedIn. I use Twitter, but not LinkedIn, so... Yeah, well, I, I stick it on LinkedIn as well. I stick it on all channels. On all channels. You're well, not... I'm only on Twitter and LinkedIn, I say, really. Oh. I can't do Facebook but because I'd rather pick up the that's, that's a principle thing because hey. I go I only because I pick up the phone up and call people or I text them and email them and keep in touch that way I don't rely on having a million friends maybe maybe, maybe because I haven't got any friends yeah mate, that, there, there could be some truth in that I have the similar problem um, maybe we need an Instagram account and then we can start you know kind of Snapchat in <laughs> you said that so Welsh <laughs> Well, not as bad as that last podcast we no. did, which was I was I was sounding Georgian, you more, what, more more from the northeast as Gareth, the, the super security dude, which is frightening. <laughs> that did scare me. I was editing in that one. Oh, what are we talking about today, then? I don't know. We've been back. We've been on our holidays. We had a bit of a break. You might have noticed there was a bit yeah. of a break. Uh, it's summer. Got to have a break. Yeah, we would do sort of. Uh, usually last year, I, I I had backloaded so I could have a podcast all the way through the summer. So it made it look like you're actually working when you were. Yeah, but this year I'm like, oh, I went on holidays. <laughs> I had to have a I had to have a, a minor operation and decided couldn't do any editing. Which it, I, which I know you're not going to share on on air, but it, it sounds really painful. It was it was <laughs> painful at the time, and and I've been ribbed a lot um, about it. But uh, there you go. So we've got, we've, uh, we we're off on our. Uh, we had a bit a couple of weeks off, didn't we? Where did you go? I went uh, day. I have a day of the school breakup, so like twentieth you know, of July or something. I disappeared off for two weeks into sunny Cyprus, which was fantastic. Yeah, I, th- I think being forty and going to Ayanapa doesn't really work. So we went to the lazy it side did, of the island. It didn't work with me when I went to Ayanapa, but I was in my twenties. <laughs> I was twenty-seven. And how was it? I. I I was don't remember. <laughs> genuinely don't remember a lot. We got sent there for work when I was in the army, and uh, and we had. Um, I like that. I got sent to Iron Apple. Yeah, no, 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 no. We got sent to Cyprus because we did hot yeah. weather. We did a hot weather exercise, and uh, we were running around and all that sort of stuff, doing doing infantry training. And then um, at the end of it, our flight got delayed. So they said, "Oh, well, you can have some R and R." And and hopefully nobody from the army is listening <laughs> because they said you are not allowed to go to Iron Apple, but we all went to Iron Apple. You went to Iron Yeah, and that, that's all. That was my the total uncultural experience <laughs> of cyprus but i mean we did go to trudos we went up to trudos yeah. and did some walking up there that That's was lovely beautiful. yeah yeah, yeah we and, did that and halloumi, halloumi. That's what I remember who, who doesn't like halloumi I, I haven't had any since the other day and we went to tesco's and other supermarkets are available mm-hmm. and uh my wife weighed it it was absolutely stunning uh you see you see when when we were out there and we we bought fresh made halloumi 
Are you even saying it differently? You're going, hello uh, me? Which, which <laughs> interestingly enough, takes us on to one of our other completely bizarre subjects that, that of, we were talking about earlier of, of the pronunciation of the word kyofta. You can't even say pronunci- pronunciation properly. You said it's pronunciation. Not, it's, is that, pron- it's pronunciation. Is this like the, the Lincolnshire? No, it's the English version of how you say pronunciation. It's not. It's weird. No, you weird. Don't, don't anyway, start with me. So, so it's kufta. It's not. It's kyofta. That's just weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were having a da- the reason we we're discussing this is because you said oh, I had some kyuftas. I made some. We was quite pleased because you made some flatbreads and kyuftas, yeah, and I, I went, "Well, don't you mean kuftas?" And you went, no, "No, that's a stupid way of saying." It. I went, "No, that's how you say it." Yeah. So any other pronunciation offers? So it's hashtag kyufta, hashtag kyufta, or, or hashtag kofta, <laughs> or hashtag halumi if you want to kind of yeah, go back yeah. to the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, it actually, medically, we've had a bit of a disaster this summer because I've had a bad back. You've had a bad back. I I've had a minor operation that was painful. Yeah, I've, I've just had the bad back. I don't think I've had anything other major. My wife stabbed her finger the other day uh, with a knife, which was not good. Um, trying to get an avocado stone out, which that is just Basic hilarious. school schoolgirl error. I know. School I know. boy she error. Should I know. She, should, she should know better. So You should know better, Mrs. She, Jackson. Yeah, she really should. I'm sorry, Mrs. Jackson. Ooh, I stabbed me thumb. <laughs> you see... Singing again. Singing again. <laughs> There's a theme emerging here. There is. Yeah. yeah so bad backs have not been good. Not yeah, been good. But I got a new barbecue. You mentioned this. I'm intrigued by what makes this barbecue so amazing. It's amazing. It's not. It's the most expensive thing I've ever bought from the outside of my house. <laughs> what? Go on. Can you can you give a sort of rough order of magnitude? Is it, it was too too much? Too I think much people for... can go and look online and see how much they are. They're ridiculous. But I got carried away <laughs> by uh, watching too much stuff on Netflix. Other online streaming services are available. Yeah. But I was watching this barbecue pit masters thing <laughs> and we needed to get a smoke, a thing that did smoking. Oh, so my we were smoking. We, yes, yeah, so we've got this thing called an egg. There are other, are other ceramic based <laughs> barbecue products. Barbecue smoking products available. But yeah, so we, we bought this. And so most of the summer is like, Oh, what should we cook for tea? Can we get the let's get the egg going and and start just barbecue? And was it worth it? Is it worth it? Oh yeah, because it's a lot, we're talking about willing it to the kids now, right? <laughs> and both of my kids going, I don't bloody want it. <laughs> Sorry for swearing, but yeah, neither of them want it. But it's one of those things that you go right. And my wife's got this theory: go if you use it for every, if you give yourself a pound for every time you use it, then you're getting your money back. Right. So we're we're, we're sort of on the way already within a couple of months, and we've even planned to do a Christmas meal on it. We're gonna we're gonna roast a we're gonna wow put the beef because we don't do turkey on us no we don't do turkey uh, at all yeah yeah so we're doing a big beef thing yeah beef on rib. it beef rib yeah big rib of beef oh, yeah. yeah yeah we're going to smoke it on there with some nice spicy rub stuff on making it. me hungry now i know i am hungry as well now yeah. Literally, as soon as we finish this we're going for lunch as well aren't we? i know so i know if we get it finished are we actually going to talk about be... technology stuff or we're yeah, just going to carry on we're seven, minutes, we're seven minutes in mate we haven't even talked anything technology yet <laughs> but the um so we're back after our summer holidays we are we? and um so we thought we'd do this podcast. We've got no guests apart from you and me. I know. I know. It's a bit we weird. haven't done one of these for a while. No, no. It's nice to have all these intruders coming in. I know. Talking sensible. We're semi, you know, we've, we've got the professional people at the table right now, right? No. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but um, so we thought we'd, we'd get together. And, and Mark being the technical one of the two, I, I'm the only technical bit that I do is, is put the uh, kit together. Can I, can, I, can, I, can I pull you up on that? What were you telling me earlier about using a soldering iron to fix your headphones? Oh, mate. That See, was the, you're calling me technical? The headphones that I'm wearing now, we, we've, we've, we've improved the equipment a bit more now. So we're in headphones. So hopefully people will, will sit a bit closer to the microphone when they work out when they're leaning back and they can't hear themselves. But... Um, yeah, so when I was fixing my headphones, I fixed my uh, my noise cancelling headphones. Oh, it's awesome. Had to solder them. It was made at the fault find, so I was doing continuity testing, found out where the breakage was, and then replaced the wire. 
It's like I've I've never felt so fulfilled in my life. I see you in a whole new light, I I can tell you. It was going back to the days. It's it's what I was taught. I was an engineer. I was like soldiering. And all the other guys who who listen to me know me from when I was in the army. If they do listen, then they'll know. (laughs) (laughs) Like you weren't that technical, Justin. Yeah, and it won't last long. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're going off. So we're back of our olds, and we've um, been away to our... We've been reinvigorated Mm. after going to our... um, our sales kickoff. Sales, ki- sales mm. kickoff. So, which is basically a. There are different points of view, but it is there for training. So we had some loads of hours of training. I think it was in it. We had to do nineteen hours over nineteen the hours of training over three days. That's yeah. a lot of training, and we and yeah. we all hit our targets. We did, and uh, we all got measured. We had an app. We did. You could measure how much training you were to do, yeah. and, and it said you could do better. Yeah. Get, get out. Get in there, and and. and do some more training. We were all tagged, weren't we? RFID tagged on our, uh, yeah, our badges, so yeah, there was yeah. no there was no escaping. Yeah, it wasn't it? And it measured how long you spent time in place. They had this great place so, called the Hub, um, which I think is ironic because the Hub is like a place to come together, but it's yeah. also the what the starter of switches know, were. So for me being a networking guy, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and um, they would me- they could me- see how long you were spending at each of the stands. So in there, there's like lots of stands to like a bit like an exhibition yeah, and you go in show. there and yeah, yeah and go like a trade show yeah but you go in there and you you get up to speed and see demonstrations mm. of all the things we do both like those vertical stuff so this healthcare yeah. education um manufacturing they I mean they had a, they had some fancy car in there as well we oh, they had, yeah they had a ferrari in there yeah, i know and I go, why have you got a ferrari in there because yeah. it i never quite understood why it was there <laughs> and people are getting pictures with it i'm going yeah i don't want to get a picture but it's something that i can't own <laughs> yeah because you don't get any money for doing podcasting do you no and um so that was really good, but they measured you how long you spent in I there. Know, I know. So, and I had a big zero for like two days. So I had a big panic day of like going around all the stands. And, and, yeah, I, it, it was actually really cool because I was looking at, I don't know whether you saw the big board they had, which was the conference network. So they oh. had all of our management tools showing no the conference way. network. I, I'm surprised you didn't see this because they had, uh, is it the CMX with all the uh, the location That's, tracking? So the CMX Connected Mobile Experience, which we've done a podcast on previously uh, with Brett Martin. Yeah. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, plug, plug, plug. Um, but yeah, yeah. And they yeah. did they showed... That's the one thing is that it's, we all talk about Cisco on Cisco, but we have Wi Fi Wi-Fi everywhere and we proper, yeah. I mean, we eat our dog food there because yeah. they it don't want awesome. everyone, is it 18,000 people there? Yeah. And... Not all of them are from America, so you're yeah. thinking they're all turning up there roaming, mm-hmm. and so to keep your, your costs down and everything, they made sure there's Wi-Fi in every single place. Yeah, and they showed in the hub because they had the map up with the. Oh, I'm knocking the Stop microphone. Stop hitting the Sorry. microphone. I'm, I'm gesticulating with hands, which doesn't really work on radio. No, it doesn't. Well, we're not radio because we're not on radio, but you know what I mean. This is radio, Cisco. <laughs> Singing again. That's twice. Um, and they, yeah, they showed like eight thousand clients uh, in in the hub uh, on the first day, and it you know just you know kind of. I'm sorry, but the map can only display 2,000 concurrent clients at any one time. Oh, is, oh <laughs> yeah. God. Um, but yeah, 8,000 registered clients in that in that zone. And then they had all the analytics. They had the firepower management front end showing all of the traffic going out to the internet, all the threats that were being blocked, all the DNS stuff, no. uh, Umbrella. It was super cool because you had that concentration of 18,000 Cisco folks and using this live We need to get those guys. So cool. If those guys are listening or anybody who's listening yeah. knows those guys who run... Uh, I mean, it must be the same guy to do Cisco Live, would it? It could be, yeah. Cause yeah, it's yeah. Well, if you do, if you do our, so cool. if you do the sales conference, if you're the GSX guys yeah. and want to come on the podcast, yeah, give us a tell call. us about it. Give us an email. That'd be an awesome yeah, podcast. Yeah. You can contact us at, at Twitter at Justin Mullen. Yeah. You can email me at justin.wollen at cisco.com two o's one l. And uh, you can find you on LinkedIn by you just can find Googling. me on LinkedIn just Google Justin Mullen <laughs> two o's one l. Yeah. So the hub was really cool. Uh, we enjoyed the hub. Um, um, but we we did have to get our hours up to uh, to not get a you know an, an email from our bosses saying that what you've been doing. Yeah, yeah, we we did it. It, it was yeah. easy. Yeah, I didn't think it was something you were running around going and having enough time. Yeah, yeah, because I went yeah. off and did some data center one. I learned about multi cloud. 
Oh, did um, you? Okay. Yeah, and I went to collaboration, saw some fun, funky yeah. stuff we're doing with Spark. Yeah. And I know we've got a collaboration podcast coming out in a couple of weeks as yep. well. So we'll talk, we'll talk about that more a bit in, in, in depth. In depth. That's easy for me to say. Yeah, you started then. Um, but yeah, there was a good, good message from our, our big boss, Chuck. Hello, there Chuck. Was. I know you're a listener. I bet, I bet I wish he was. That would be awesome, oh, wouldn't it? He was great, though, because he sits there, and you can see him on the front row tweeting, and, and obviously yeah. I follow him on Twitter, yeah. and you can just see all the tweets coming out, so you know it's him. Yeah. It's not some marketing person. No, 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 absolutely. But he, he was great, cause he, and, and he's like big on the uh, big on the core, which big we call, as in core for us is, is um, our, no, it's in two ways. It's the core of the network, mm. so our networking products, but yeah. also what's core to our business, which is... Networking, networking, switching. switching primarily, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was great that we 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 use a real, and we had one. Some people, some people uh, sort of found it a bit weird, but some people liked it. Some people didn't. Uh, well, oh, oh God, see, I'm I'm squealing on people now. <laughs> of when this, when the, when the cat with the new Catalyst uh, 9400 came out of the came ground, out the stage. came out the stage. Now me as a networking guy, I got pretty excited. I liked it. I mean, it's, I mean, it, it, it was a it was a good indicator that this is our yeah. A new era of networking yeah. and the network intuitive hashtag. Yeah. I think I do the hashtag network intuitive. I'm supposed to do it. Is it? Oh, the, you've got to have the right hashtag. Yeah. Well, no, I've got to put it in the right place. I put, no, okay. I put the hashtag at the end, then didn't I? No, but yeah, yeah. But that was a real good indicator. And and, and is, I mean, I work in the enterprise networking team yeah. as well. Yeah, um, it was it was good to see because it, it's you know I mean I've been here twenty years actually twenty twenty years, years. twenty years tomorrow. Oh, is it? Yeah. Happy, happy birthday. Happy anniversary. Happy yeah. anniversary. Happy, 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 happy Singing anniversary. Um, yeah, so, so of course... Name I'm the film up, that was from. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Uh, any listeners want to, uh, you know, kind of suggest what that film was? In fact, we, had a li- we need a little film quiz. Maybe that's a, another idea we should we write down. We have dropped in a couple of films yeah, yeah. during okay. the podcast. Anyway, cool. get on with it. Um, yeah, it was kind of nice to see us going back to, not back to basics, but back to what we grew out of. I think we've missed But what that. we're really good at, isn't it? It's what we're really good at. It's what we're really known for. And it's not to say that we're not good at other things, but um, it would be, I don't know, it's like any company, it kind of loses sight a little bit of what they're really all about, what their DNA is. I, I, yeah, yeah. DNA, digital network architecture. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. yeah. I like it. You're, you're subliminally <laughs> becoming a networking guy from security. Like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Like, We've uh, both got to swap roles. I'll yeah. go into security and you come into networking. Yeah, no, I... I I think we'll stick that. Yeah, yeah, we'll stick that one out the window. So no, that was kind of cool. Um, we talked Ooh. about the hub. Go on. No, we talked about the hub. So yeah, yeah, we've done that one. Yeah, the other, the other. Keeps looking at this is the, the pause was because Mark keeps looking at the, um, uh, the, the the board. Well, this is just proof that we actually have a plan when we talk. We don't yeah, just yeah, meander yeah. around random stuff. I don't think the the well. the barbecue, my <laughs> operation, summer holidays were all part of the plan. <laughs> yeah, we just made that stuff up. Yeah. Um, but no, one of the sessions I went to, which was really interesting, uh, was on software-defined WAN. That was one of my highlights of because that's that's the, the one thing that, that that's really stuck out to me in like the Viptel acquisition, yes. which is awesome. Yeah, if guys, you're you're so welcome on the podcast. Yeah, please come that on. That would be really cool. Um, I'm definitely because I listened to the podcast that these guys did on on another podcast, which we won't talk about. Uh, no, we can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop, competitive. Yeah, yeah, we can. Well, no, we can do. We can do. Yeah, yeah. It was on. Um, Packet pushers, and okay. I listened to that the Vip Teller one there, and mm. that was awesome. Yeah. Forty stores a night gap do. I know. Vip I was. Oh my god. Yeah, they talked about that one. They they because because bizarrely before we acquired Vip Teller, they had won that deal from uh, from us. Uh, I think I think we were going up against them with with Meraki, and they won on a couple of bases. One was that they did some BGP stuff, but it was just that that provisioning speed was insane. Uh, for the for the scale they needed, um, it's, I think it's absolutely awesome. Bonkers. I think you I mean for something that is so a a static mm. type environment, 
of being able to to change your WAN or upgrade a WAN and, yeah. and do it in such a quick way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And using the internet. Yeah, they're just using the internet. Well, they just plug it in. I mean, because they, they have this zero trust. Uh, they talk about this zero trust model where you could literally take the box out the take the box out of the box, plug it in, and it will just automatically find the controller, configure itself. You 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 know literally it could just be the store manager pulling it out of a box and plugging wow. it. Wow. There's no site visit. Uh, and of course, me being security, I'm like, I went to their stand at the hub and I grilled them and said, well, how does that work? And what sort of security you got? And they're like, no, we have hardware-backed security, digital certificates and all the kit. Um, so I'm like, yep, yeah, tick, 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 tick. There's some there's some good thinking going on. And if into. you're happy with it, I'm I was I was pretty it. happy. I, I need to do some more nerding out on, on yeah, some Yeah, of the yeah I need to do as well. I want to get a bit more into Vitala, yeah. but... Um, it's, it's, it's cool tech. It's uh, it's nice to have cool stuff, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. great when you're into Cisco because yeah. we, we make some great acquisitions yeah. and 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 I'm so glad that they're part of the Cisco family. Yeah, yeah. that no. is my. Uh, we definitely got to get on. Come on, the podcast. Yeah, I think they've got a guy in and Germany. Sang that thing again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was watching for it. You need a little xylophone or something to get you know a little proper jingle going. See, they do that, don't they? Do you mean when we go, we go for meals at, at the sales conference and then yeah. the, the, the people come around when you're in the food hall and start playing <laughs> the xylophone to <laughs> get out and go to your sessions. Time to leave, yeah. Go and learn. <laughs> and I see me of my age, in, in my late 40s, oh, God, I can't you look, you're looking, You're looking good on it, Justin. Thank you. I'm glad nobody's got, yeah, that's why I got a face for radio <laughs> or podcasting, mm. was, uh, was Heidi High. Yes, with yeah. Maddox. With for those Maddox. people who ever ever watch that, the most yeah. people in the Americas who listen to this podcast, which mm. we do love you all for yeah. listening, is uh, yeah. Go and Google it. It's a Heidi nice Heidi. Na- in Heidi High, and there was this Welsh lady in there who used to say she used to she used to do the announcements and the holiday camp. Yeah. Anyway, we're moving on. We okay. are randomly right. talking. So about stuff we lo- we loved Vitella. An SD one is a real big thing. That's yeah. and they wasn't they Google they, they were saying that Google there's a. People aren't Googling Cisco necessarily SD-WAN, but there's so many people that are Googling SD-WAN and want to yeah. know about it because we think it's been around for a while. Mm. And we talked about it on our podcast maybe over a year ago. Yeah, easily, yeah. Um, and it's sort of there. Yeah. But now we think it is getting to somewhere where actually yeah. it's, it's getting mature enough. And, 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 the, and, and all the, the thing that I love about SD-WAN is sort of taking the pain about wide area networking and... Making it, it away, <laughs> taking it away. You yeah. mean the ease of deployment? Do I need expensive MPLS circuits? No, I don't. Bang. Yeah. Well, do I want a bit of hybrid? Yeah, I'll do a bit mm. of hybrid. Yeah. So it's, it's. I mean, do I want it managed in the cloud? Do I want it managed on prem? Do I want a bit of both? We're answering the the the, techno, the, the, the market's moving to a way mm. that it's it's answering those questions now, mm. and I think it's absolutely exciting, yeah. and I'm so looking forward to um, uh, working with those Viptela guys. Yeah, I think no, they, they got they, so they got some cool cool tech, cool tech. Yeah. We need a right. cool tech badge. So what else are we going to talk about? Um, I don't know, because you put stuff up I there. Did. <laughs> I, I am looking at it going, I don't even know what that is. Kinetic? Yeah, Kinetic. Kinetic was um, uh, a re... Well, it, initially I thought it was a rebrand, um, but we're, but attending one of the sessions, it seems that it's actually a new uh, kind of from the ground up capability. It's basically our IoT uh, management platform. So kind of we've been talking about IOE, uh, the Internet of Everything and IoT uh, for, God, what, four or five years, I suppose. Talk We've been about talking yonks. about it for a long time. Yeah. Um, and and it's always been sort of difficult to see where the rubber hits the road with regards. Oh, that's a saying. <laughs> Sorry. You'd we're going to be, be talking about eating a dog food soon, aren't we? And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyhow. And, it, and journeys. And journeys. No, I've, I've, not yet, I've never moved to the journey word. Um, but it was hard to know exactly what our real kind of value proposition was that in that space and i know we've had people talking about smart cities and things like this and but kinetic is essentially the new 
product that we have that will sit in the heart of our IoT offer. So in effect, we're not in the center space, but Kinetic sits almost as the middleware platform taking data and information from all different types of sensors, um, you know, smart city type stuff, industrial IoT applications. So instead of having everything... So if I got this right, it's mm. a bit. Sound, oh God, maybe got this wrong now. But this is like a, con, a con, not a controller. But what is it? Well, it's it, a hub it, to it, uh, where it all is. your IoT data comes to. Yeah. So instead of having a and it arbitrates, an, an, yeah. An, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, I didn't know what that means. Um, but that's the thing in my head. The picture I've got is you have got mm. lots of different sensors using lots of different mediums of communication. Yeah, because that's protocols. the thing and protocols, mm. and they will mediate and come into that point, and then yeah. from that point go back in into the well the systems that can then feed that data in a particular format, maybe it's secured in it's a like particular It's like a data web. hub. Yeah, in effect, that's sort of my interpretation is it sort of sits there between your apps. And if Kinetic team are listening and we've got it wrong, please yeah, come on. Yeah, please welcome. come on and correct us. <laughs> yeah, come on the podcast and correct us. <laughs> Clearly I wasn't listening. Uh, but no, it, it looked really cool. They, they showed some really cool Smart Cities applications in uh, in Mexico and, and in India where they were sort of showing you know, smart lighting and connected parking and all this kind of stuff using using the Kinetic oh, brand wow. tool. So it, it looks kind of cool and I... It looks as though the branding and the packaging of it seems to be hitting the sweet spot. So uh, that was that was another highlight for me. Okay, cool. What other stuff? Well, I, I kind of throw up AI and bots just because it sounds cool. Um, but it sounds like... Uh, but AI has been... I mean, it's in the news a lot at the moment, it is, isn't that, it? That's the thing, yeah. It's and, a, and that's sort of leading into something else you want to talk about later on. Yeah. But you mean, you mean bots? You mean... I, I, <laughs> We, we, we've got a bit of a thing about bots inside Cisco, and we I know do. we're using bots in Spark. We are. Um, but what is a bot? Can you explain it for those for those Can listeners? Can I explain it? Um, I suppose... Stop banging the desk. Yeah, I keep knocking things to things. Um, I mean, to me, it's just that automated response. It, it's being able to, to put some artificial intelligence... Um, especially in sort of customer service type applications or, or sort of... Because we were looking at them for, like, typing it into, like... Um, say fault finding a network instead yeah. of going in and logging onto a switch and going uh config t yeah. typing in the uh what well, i mean logging on yeah. config t yeah and then doing a uh, trace route or, or yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And doing something like that you just say yeah. right can you can you ping ping hey bot ping between yeah check this check this yeah, yeah ping between here and there yeah and it will then translate it and, and i think that's it the, the bot is just an automated function so there's one internally uh that we use which i know when you've used it it's called room finder so if you want to find uh, if you want to find a, a room or, or where that room is, for example, in any Cisco building, you can just go and ask the Cisco Room Finder bot, and it will go off and tell you and show and basically give you back a link to the map to show you where that room is physically in in any Cisco building across our entire global wow. campus. So there's little things like that that just a little bit time saving, make life a little bit easier. But the people that think have built translation bots in theory, you could be typing yeah, in yeah, French and it guys, would translate. Yeah, because we've seen some examples with some of the guys that have done in, in, in public sector, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Andy Dobson and the guys. Indeed. In the, um, because they did a. a, a def, yeah, defense sort a of. Defense deployed. Yeah, with, with, with um, our French colleagues, yeah. our French friends across yeah. the water. And yeah. they, uh, they had a French translation bot, didn't they? Yeah. Just so they can. Yeah, so they communicate. can type in their native language yeah. and then probably uses Google Translate or something on the back end. But the worst thing was, not for that, mm. but I had a bot experience and I was trying to work with, a, uh, trying to get my mobile phone's problem sorted mm -hmm. and I knew I was talking to a bot. Yeah. And I'm going, and it was a texting, do you want to chat? Hey, yeah, Justin, yeah, do you yeah. want to speak to somebody about yeah. this? Yeah. And I'm going, and, and I'm going, yeah, yes, okay. What can I help you with? Yeah. And you're just going, I'm not speaking to a person. No. I'm not speaking to All a person. All it's doing is finding a keyword and saying, have you tried this? 
Yes. Um, and it felt like I was speaking to something that was artificial. Yeah, very had, artificial. And, yeah. But I think he's going to improve. I mean, you, you know, you just look at things like Alexa But that's scary, Syrian. though, because I don't want it to be... No? I don't, want it, I don't want it to feel like I'm talking to a human being. I don't know. I think there's some... I'm going to speak to a robot. I want to know I'm speaking to a robot. I don't know. I think there's a place for it. I think, no. I think, there, I think there is a place for it, sort of natural language. Because we do need... Because you mentioned about Siri and, and, and Alexa. And yeah. It's I so think. funny. My neighbor, he, they've been in the garden. We talk about the summer, but this, they, they've, they've got a... Um, an outdoor water appliance. Right. I think it's a funny, funny way going on a hot tub. But he's sitting in a hot tub and he goes, he goes, Alexa, play, play Elvis. And he's going, oh, crikey. Can't he just like... You know, you know that it doesn't train to your voice, so you can say whatever you want to Alexa. Oh, can you? Yeah, so it doesn't, it's not so serious. You, I know you have to kind of train to your voice, but with yeah, Alexa, I've, anybody I've, can say I've had a list to a lot of Justin Bieber as well. Oh, no. God. But yeah, yeah, but that, that's the thing. And I know we're doing it in our... Um, in Spark. Spark as mm. well, because I know we will talk about that a lot more in, in the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah, on the collaboration podcast. I don't think you made that one, did you? Um, no. I, th- I think you'll, re- you'll find you were, I wasn't invited, but, you know, let's... No, let's... you weren't available. Um... <laughs> But yeah, about how you can just speak to... Because that's the thing, though, isn't it? Because it was really interesting. Because when I was over in the US, and this guy was speaking to his phone, he was just using Siri going, phone so-and-so, phone so-and-so. And And I'm going, do you know what? In my head, I'm still going into contact, open the phone, into contact, find the name, type it in, then press... And then they go, call so-and-so. And And it's in my head, because I am in my late 40s, I'm... I think to get on with it. It's probably an age and a culture thing. Um, I mean, I use I use stuff like that. I mean, simple things like timers and weather and and a few other bits and pieces. I'm I'm not I'm not a, a heavy user of any sort of voice activation stuff. We've got we've got an Alexa, um, which my six year old absolutely loves. Um, I, I don't know what he makes of Alexa, because um, I think we were talking to one and it was a male and he was surprised because both Alexa and Siri in our house are, are both female voices. So oh, I know. We had a, a, a one that was a, a male voice. He's like, whoa, that's that's weird. <laughs> How come that one's a boy? <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, so we had we had a good time at the sales conference. There were some really good, really good highlights from my side. Um, yeah. Any other highlights for you? There was one, but it involved in the evenings. Ah, uh, no, we don't want to talk about that. No, it was good. No, it was good. It was good fun. It was good fun. It was great to catch up with it with everybody. I spent more time talking to people. And the the last night I was supposed to go at eleven because my flight was early in the morning. And I ended up. It was like gone one, and I'm still trying to get out of the out of the out of the uh, the bar because I'm just bumping into people I hadn't seen for years. And that's the great thing about it. Yeah. Um, so we, we've done that. So what's going on in the, the, well, the we, tech news? Yeah, we, so because so, we're going to make this a bit of a feature, aren't we? This yeah, sort yeah, of, we're this sort of rambling it. podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah and if, if anyone's got any topics we'd like to talk about, we can go away and, <laughs> or not. And, or not talk about. Then we can go and say, yeah, because we yeah. just want to do it every sort of month or so, every month, yeah. uh, try and do a what's going on in the world, yeah. generally catch up yeah. with, no, with no other people in. Just the, wor- the world according to Justin and Mark. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you said Justin and Mark because I thought you were going to say Mark. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm always secondary. No, so there's some general things I think that, that, that oh kind of god yeah yeah go on the next one you're going to talk it's about going to properly awesome. geek out so this this is really awesome so it sort of triggered and, it, and it, it, it's a, a somewhat tenuous link to something cisco but it it was something that caught my eye um in the silicon space so if you look at kind of um you know intel as a, as a cpu manufacturer they've obviously been around forever um but they're constantly trying to innovate and make things smaller and and more power efficient and cheaper and so on and so forth and there was talk of them moving to a tan, 10 nanometer manufacturing capability by 2019 so in the next couple of years they're going to be able to shrink the size of a transistor on a wafer of silicon to 10 nanometers and 
it, it, it reminded me of a of a of a session I watched on TechWise TV. Which is TechWise TV external or is it an no, internally no, thing? No, it's not. It's Rob Boyd. Hey, Rob. Yeah, yeah. He's been on the podcast. <laughs> he was on the podcast back in February ah, at uh, Cisco Live. Oh, there you go. So he's a, an avid listener then. Yeah, well, yeah. Opie is, but yeah, I, mean, so. but I, I love TechWise. I went for a job on TechWise. I know you did. I didn't I get it. Well, I'm glad because otherwise they said you got a face for podcasting, not a face for radio, <laughs> not for radio, not a, not not a face for, for, for TV. <laughs> so no. So it reminded me of a session I watched on there, um, which was talking about our innovation in silicon and the stuff that we're doing with uh cat 9k and the uh, uadp which i forget the acronym you, um, uh, it's the unified access no, data plane data plane yeah. yeah something like that it's a new piece of really smart silicon that we've been developing that's essentially the heart of you're going to google it now aren't you while i'm talking yeah you keep, um, you keep I'll, talking i'll stop, keep talking stop telling everybody um <laughs> But no, so so UADP is is the chip that's at the heart of the Cat thirty eight fifty and the new Cat nine Ks as well. Um, although the one in the Cat nine K is is kind of a newer version, and and it was just some of the things they were talking about with regards both the the kind of silicon technology that we use. Gone. What, have you, what is yeah, it? Yeah, it's unified access data plane. There you go. See? That's what we said. We should have had confidence when we said it. Um, <laughs> so like the you know they were saying so so Intel are talking about this ten nanometer manufacturing and you think wow well, you know 10 so is that is that is that what's in the new UADP? No, you, I think UADP is twenty two nanometer currently, which is still pretty damn small and, and but, pretty. But how small is small? How small is small? So you, so so there was a great analogy one of our ASIC or, or one of the, the the hardware engineers had on TechY TV, which I'm going to blatantly steal. Because I think it, we it all work for Cisco, so it's all right. Uh, yeah, so it's not really stealing at all; it's just borrowing. Um, which he sort of said, "Well, okay, how, how big is a nanometer?" To try and imagine that scale. So, firstly, he sort of talked about, "Well, imagine the width of a human hair is a hundred thousand nanometers." Right. So that's that was the first the first thing to put it into context. So the, the thickness of your hair. the thickness of a human hair, our on average, is about a hundred thousand nanometers. So he right, then okay. went on to give a really, I thought, a really quite an interesting analogy. He said, "Now imagine that you scaled up a human hair to the size, the width of a human hair to the size of the Empire State Building." So, if you, so basically, your your measure of, um, I can't think of the word now. Your comparison. Your comparison. Your comparison. Yeah, yeah. So, so imagine now, yeah. the Empire State Building is is a hundred thousand nanometers. Right. Yeah. So he said. So he said, "Imagine that." So he then went on to sort of say, "Well, now if you look at a red blood cell, that would f- go from the sort of ground floor to about the tenth floor of the, you know, in, in, in relative height terms." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, just putting it into that scale perspective. So that's a blood cell. A red blood cell would be about up to floor ten of that of that scaled down mm-hmm. Empire State Building, which is which is right. pretty interesting. So that's a red blood so, cell. Yeah. And so we're saying that. God, where would that put a human then? Oh, uh, well, it, well, a oh, human would be ridiculous. No, 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 the wrong scale. That we'd be ridiculously tall compared to it. So this is looking at the very small end. So you know, you, you, your your Empire State Building is a hundred thousand nanometers tall. But if you're going to compare, a red blood cell is tiny, super tiny. What would a human body be? Am I getting this the wrong way? No, you're getting the wrong way. All right, I'll shut. But anyway, our, our listeners are you know intelligent they'll get this yeah. without a picture but it is really cool so they were saying that you know this this human hair 100,000 nanometers empire state building scaled up um a nanometer is essentially equivalent to like a 10 pence piece lying flat on the floor or a next quarter to, or a quarter because it was an american guy or was talking would about. it be what would it be in a, a dime a di- no 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 because dime's smaller than a no, are they all the same is, thickness dime is, oh sorry thickness what yeah i mean they're, they're, i'm trying to think for our european friends um, oh yeah, because the euros would that are a bit be, thicker, would that be they? like a fifty cent, maybe a fifty cent coin? Yeah, let's not worry too much about it. Oh no, you can't say that. No, it's, it's, we're in the UK. We, you know, it's all about Brexit. 
No, it's not. <laughs> don't, don't let's bring, not go there. Let's not bring politics <laughs> into this podcast. I might so, even edit this bit out. Um, so, yeah, so a 10 pence piece would be effectively one nanometer. Right. So in relative terms, so you know, this, thinking so, about the overall so scale. So the chips... So, so the like transistors are 22 nanometers. So 22 10 pence pieces stood on a stack compared to, compared the, to the Empire State Building, is which what? is a human hair. Wow. That's so it's, re- it's really, you know, almost atomic level um, fabrication. And, it, that, and that's what... And, and, that's our, and they are 7.5... 7, 7. Billion transistors on, on, on UAP version 2. Which is the Cat 9K one. Wow. Seven and a half that billion. super tiny. And then we were trying to remember what... Because I'm going back to... In my head, mm. my engineering days was... Yeah. I'm I'm physical... I'm looking at a physical yeah, a transistor. A physical black transistor yeah, with three yeah. legs stuck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm soldering on and there's the yeah. base collector and the emitter. There you go. Which we yeah. did after Which Google. you did after Google because <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. But it was just... It, you, know, I, I, you know, there's some great kind of geeky facts in there. But the thing that it reinforced to me is... Is a, again coming back to that point that you made earlier about uh, the sales conference and the core, and, and real focusing back on some of our core heritage. I remember 15 years ago going to one of the sales conferences, and we were really kind of showing off our strength in in silicon, in technology, because yeah. you know the, it's one thing that we talk about a lot that that we don't use or we don't often use merchant silicon in in some of our switches. So we don't use third party silicon. In all of our products, we use it in some, but not all of yeah, them. Yeah, but it's in the catalyst range, isn't it? It's all, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all homegrown. It's you homegrown. Know. We make it. We spin our own ASICs. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're talking about a three-year investment cycle to actually get to the point where we're actually starting to fabricate. Before we've got to the point where we're physically making the silicon chip, it's like a three-year investment cycle to get to that point. You know, so it's That's huge nuts, amounts of time. Um, and, and, of course, the great thing on the UADP and the other reason they were talking about it on TechWise TV is, is that compared to a traditional ASIC, which is very fixed yeah, uh, yeah. in its function, UADP is programmable. So you can... You can change what that what that ASIC is, awesome, is going to do. Which is brilliant. So in the future, you can go, well, I'm, we want that chip to do something else. Yeah. yeah. New way of doing things. It's going to be quicker, faster, whatever. And our chip can do we it. We can reprogram it. We can is, rebuild it. And, and that's all homegrown Cisco tech, um, which is just great. It, it's great that we've got that. That capability to deliver that yeah. level of in, in innovation in our in our kind of core product so it, it it's a bit of a it's a bit of a tenuous segue to, to kind of pitch about cisco silicon innovation you know yeah. the intel 10 nanometer but it was just a really fascinating uh it's nice story. to see you geeking out on yeah. networking geeking out geeking out on networking that's it's where my heritage came from as well get off your just layer of security guy <laughs> well i am now yeah, yeah yeah so that was that was one that, that kind of stuck out to me um the other one was this malware in DNA, which I really like this story. Um, Go on then. So, the, yeah, yeah. So, I got to kick, when you were talking about this, I'm going, so what's wrong with our digital network yeah, architecture? Yeah, yeah. You went, no, no, no. no, no. I mean, actual human DNA. DNA. So, go on and explain so, this to me. So, so, this was something that came up in the news about, I think it was two, three weeks ago. Um, and what, what they were basically doing is researchers who were trying to prove a hypothesis really more than anything. So, it wasn't, it isn't something that people have to worry about today. But the, the basic point is that if you look at human DNA, um, you know, when you when you analyze that DNA, m- the way that most analyzers uh, and sequencers represent DNA is is through an ASCII code, and they they use like four four letters or so to represent all the different elements of DNA, and and it's just a sequence of those four letters in in some pattern or other. So what these researchers did is, well, okay, can you know, can we synthesize DNA in a in a in a in you know, we, we tell, you know, we synthesize some DNA, but what we do is we embed malware and encode malware so, into so that repre- sequence of DNA. So what you're saying is in representing DNA as a piece of code. As no, a- other way around, representing the code in the DNA. 
in the DNA. Yeah. But, you know, it, it synthesized DNA. So you go to a lab and you say, right, I want to synthesize this DNA sequence. Yeah. I want, to gener- you want you to generate this DNA sequence. Um, How do you do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where I have no idea. You just go to a lab. Apparently, you can do it online. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can, apparently. Um, so, yeah, so they, they were trying to test this hypothesis of could, could, it, could you transfer some malicious code through physical human, or not human DNA, but some DNA sample by encoding uh, encoding uh, the malware sample. So you could, like, pass on malware by shaking hands? Well, well I, it, not, no. So, so I think what they were, the, where, they, where they got to with it, which is where it sort of... So you're, so you're saying a, a DNA sequence, is that, so if a DNA sequence has got malware in it, could that go into a human body? Uh, no, because your DNA is—you'd be modifying your DNA. You'd probably die oh. pretty quickly. But if yeah, you could, but if you could, if you could synthesize. So what they were trying to say is, if I can synthesize this DNA with this malware sequence in it, and I send it to a lab who's got an analyzer or a sequencer that's then going to read that DNA sample, <gasps> can I infect that organization through a, so you a could vulnerability? Send a, so in instead a, of it being a, I'm hacking onto their network, yeah, and phishing, code, or, like yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about in that in the yeah. in, in the incident response podcast, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. I, which was awesome. Which awesome. Please <laughs> go back and listen to it. Yeah, uh, Gareth on there is brilliant. Um, uh, where they were downloading that. Uh, malware via an update from some yeah. from uh, some legal so from legal software. They yeah, went, yeah. This co- software company yeah. had to push out an update, and they actually infected the update. Yes. So everyone's downloading this. Stuff. So what you're yeah. saying is that I can send a piece of DNA sequence synth- a, a, synthesized, a synthesized code, DNA, code, synthesized DNA with malware, malware in it, and I can go to a company going, "Can you examine can this? Can you examine this?" And they would then go, "Ooh, with the machines." that they're using would then be infected by could, the malware. Could be, could, yeah, if the machines were vulnerable. Essentially, the proof of concept that they did is they synthesized, they, they came up with a hypothesis, they synthesized this DNA. They they did have to kind of skew the results by taking a DNA sequencer software and putting in a vulnerability in it by, you know, manually putting in a vulnerability to see if they could test the hy- hypothesis. But the hypothesis worked. But it worked. In, but when, so you can go, right, you can go from one DNA sequencer to so, another C- DNA so, sequence. No, so they put this synthesized DNA into the sequencer. It read the code, which then exploited the vulnerability in the sequencer. Within, and Within the sequencer code? Within the sequencer code. So the software so running dropped, on the sequencer? Yes. So they what? basically infected the software on the DNA sequencer using, oh. well, not human DNA, using synthesized DNA by embedding malware you know, very limited, but, but embedding malware into that synthesized DNA. But it would be a way of transporting... Oh God! See, I'm thinking of like movie stuff. There, now. There's all sorts. But you of could say, yeah. But if I've got a DNA sequence, yeah. You, I'm just thinking, you could. Well, that's a way of passing code without nobody looking for it. it was, How to get inside someone's firewall? Yeah, through DNA. Through DNA. But it was really they, so. What they were sort of saying is that what they found is that a lot of DNA because it's that classic problem of, yeah, we've kind of uh, we've hardened a lot of PCs. You know, we know how to securely develop operating systems and network operating systems, and all these kind of mm-hmm. things. Um, but the point was is well people who are developing DNA sequencing software mm-hmm. actually aren't doing a great job at developing secure DNA sequencing software they're still using sloppy development techniques and, and so on and so forth so the, the I suppose the upshot of it was is, is a bit of a shot across the bows of the people that make those products to, to kind of improve them and, and, and ensure that they're hardening them from the outset but it was also an interesting one because apparently you can upload um, DNA to various online services where you can just ask them to sequence it for you. Whoa, so that's um, just a way of, of infecting people, though, isn't it? Well, and, and in fact, they were saying that some... It was, I, I didn't quite get the point, but in the article I read, they were talking about the fact that DNA sequencers 
will often sequence multiple DNA samples at the same time. So they found that the they found it almost replicated in a way this malware, or they found but it. But it's, it's interesting bizarre. though, because I'm just thinking in light in, in, out loud again. But it's you could be if I want to infect a pharmaceutical company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. If you're listening, pharmaceutical, sort your yeah. DNA. It's sort your not your DNA. <laughs> sort your security. <laughs> sort, your, sort your security. Make sure your security is it because there's a vulnerability. It's out a there. really interesting. It's an interesting vector. So it's a. It's was a that way, done by a university or something? Like that was it. It was done by yeah, a research organisation, one of the universities in the states. I oh, forget, right, I forget okay. exactly which, but uh, you know, if you Google you know DNA malware, you, you'll find the article wow. pretty much top of the. It was just a really interesting, and slightly out there thought about. In taking cyber to that real extreme end of right, what what can we use to get malware into yeah. a system? Let's let's try DNA, um, and it was just wow, just blows the mind. Because that leads on to the other thing you want to talk about was like driverless cars and driverless lorries and and yeah, I I kind of threw that up there because I think it was an interesting you know we've been talking about driverless cars in well across the world for a long time yeah. and, and, and and it's it in the news a lot, isn't it? It is in the news a lot and and. I don't know. So I'm, what's different about what you want to talk about then? I, I don't think there is. I think it's just the fact that it's going to happen in the UK. Um, you know, they're, 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 oh, they're testing of them. They're testing. So driverless lorries are apparently going to be tested on UK motorways by 2019. But, but that's that, the thing that's, that scares me, that the mm. jeebus, I don't know if that's a, I think it's a positive and negative in there because I, I, it, it scares me that we're going to have driverless vehicles on the, on the road that are massive, I mean, potentially dangerous things. Absolutely, yeah. And then you go back to the cyber side of things, and you're going right. Yeah. You have now got a device that's connected to the internet. Yep. That's going to be. Yep. Your security needs to be Absolutely. above and beyond what you'd expect yeah. to have in any enterprise or yep. any organization. Yep. You've got to be so solid, and you're going to say, "Well, how many firewalls and how many?" Which did, did, is every every? Yeah. And you talk about how much cyber security you have to do, and you're going, "Well, how much would you have to put into that vehicle mm. to keep it safe?" to spot that if there's some bad yep. communication between systems. Mm-hmm. Like, and they didn't they prove it? Oh, oh, God, I saw it on the news this weekend where they, they're doing testing out in um, one of the insurance company. I think it's, am I allowed to say it? I don't know. I'm looking at the producer now. We don't have a producer, so that'll be me. <laughs> um, uh, I think it was AXA were doing testing, and then really? they were showing that what happens when the brakes fail. And, uh, and you're thinking about, well, uh, you mean, yeah. what would happen if, and, and they did a choice of, um, I think it was, it was on the B- BBC. Other yeah. broadcasters are available. Um, but they were showing that they had a, a vehicle was going, in, a driverless vehicle was going into a crash, mm. and it was either going to hit a car or a motorcyclist. Okay. And it picked the motorcyclist. Could it decide which, yeah. And it went because of the, and I'm going, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's nuts. But then you're just thinking, that's the thing now of going, right, if I'm sat in a car, and, and believe me, I do enough time sat in a car, yeah. living all the way in deepest, yeah. darkest Wales. Um, driving to places and driving to see customers and stuff. And the bit is, I'd love it. I just want to get in the car, take me there, yeah. and I can just work while I'm in the car. Because yeah, yeah. that's the thing, you just think it's dead time. You can yeah. There's only so many podcasts you can listen to. <laughs> Obviously, I can only listen to myself so many times a day. Um, but that's the bit of going... Yeah. But, I can see the total benefits mm. of it, and obviously it'll be safer because they will, a computer or the, the car will mm. make better decisions than a, a human driver, mm. most probably. Yeah. Um, but if it gets hacked... It scares yeah. a bit. That's the type of stuff that would keep me awake at night. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. The the one that I read on the driverless lorries, just purely because that was that was something they're definitely going to do, was um, I, it was curious to know what the benefits were. So they were talking about these... Um, uh, well, the thing com- is, the, go on. Yeah, they were talking about effectively having three lorries running in a, in a convoy where you've got a driver in the first lorry and the other two are essentially drones uh, behind it, re- wirelessly Just connected pull- to pull- the primary. Just pulling them along. Yeah, following the controls from the driver in the primary cab. 
Um, but they were kind of saying, well, what, what's the benefits? And they said, well, you get better fuel economy, so therefore, in theory, you get cost reduction in, in the produce that's being carried by those 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 uh, those vehicles. Um, you remove congestion because you haven't got you know potentially um, you know, changes of speed and so on and so forth. But a lot of people are saying, well, actually, the cost, the, the actual reduction in fuel is potentially only about four percent by having that constant convoy. But if you, if you, yeah, but if you looked at that four percent and brought that worldwide to every single lorry journey uh, that's that's and, huge and, but it depends upon how so they were saying you know if you look at the convoys because i think they already do this in the outback in australia in in the us where they've got some of this tech already in place because they're just driving for i don't know a thousand miles with no other vehicles on the road so it just makes sense to have that sort of slave hmm. you know kind of mentality but in the uk i don't think there's many you know as in a, a slave lorry you know master slave relationship um but you just don't <laughs> You just don't get, um, you just don't get motorways like that in the UK. You yeah, know, you don't. They, they, when, you mean when, the motorways aren't that long, are they? They're not that long, and, and you've got to turn off somewhere. Yeah, and, and and inevitably you're going to get some individual in a certain type of vehicle saying, "Oh, look, there's a gap there. I can get into that gap between those two lorries," and, yeah, yeah. and immediately you've then got a problem where. So there's a lot of interesting challenges there, not least of which is is the sort of cyber issues. But generally, I don't know for cars, you know. I could kind of get it and, and I think if everybody's got it it's kind of minority report everybody's yeah everybody's a certain distance you're always a certain minority distance minority report was about predicting <laughs> I know predicting, predicting murder, crime, be- but crime before it happens no, but, didn't, but you remember the driverless cars they had and they went up inside the, up and down the side oh, of, yeah, of yeah, buildings did, yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. but they had that concept that the vehicles but then I remember the driverless car in, in uh, Total Recall Yes, yeah. In, yeah. in the first one with Arnie. In the original battle yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, and he goes, uh, yeah. and then he, he takes the robot taxi driver and just throws him yeah, out the window. throws him out the window and ends up driving himself. Yeah, yeah. 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 And iRobot has one as well. Oh, yeah, he does, isn't it? I think yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, and both, yeah, I watched Minority Report the other day. Yeah. I watched that on my birthday. Did you? I, I, took, I took the day off I my birthday and I watched, years. and I watched, uh, I want to watch, I uh, downloaded it because I hadn't seen it. Yeah. I went, I need to watch this. Because it was, mm-hmm. it's like from the top sci-fi flips. I was watching. Yeah, yeah it was. I googled um, what are the top Wi-Fi, uh, Wi-Fi films? <laughs> sci-fi films. Wi-Fi on the brain. Uh, sci-fi films, and it was like um, it was in the top twenty. Really? Yeah. Would it be in my top twenty? I don't know. It was. Other, it was worth watching. I think yeah, from a sci-fi, as in science fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think from a, from an actual storyline. You mean? I mean, it's not. I don't think that concept's been played with too much, has it? The sort no, of not really. No, predictive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Anyhow, so that was my that was my driverless lorries thing. I just thought it was an interesting little tidbit that, it, that it is apparently coming to the UK and and it should be here in the next couple of years or at least in trial anyway. Oh, cool. Um, and that was are. it. That that was my that was my foray into into looking at tech news. Your tech news today with Mark Jackson. <laughs> there you go. Got another sound. Another little jingle. There we it's go. Like the jingle themed. It is. We need more jingles. We need more jingles. I, I need to work out how to do that. I am. Um, this is the low tech podcast. For a tech <laughs> podcast, this is very low tech. We, we add to it every so often, and we'll get it right one day. But um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. If you've got any topics that you want us to talk about, yeah, it'd be great. Just ping us on LinkedIn, Twitter uh, at Justin Mullen. Email me justin.wullen at cisco.com two o's one l. Uh, it'd be great to hear from you. Um, when we'll keep trying to do these, uh, the, this is a regular spot. The Every reg- sort of the month, regular or so. ramble. The regular ramble, yeah, by by us too. <laughs> and I uh, hope you enjoyed the new jingle. I think should we play it again on Go the on way then. out? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll put it on the way out. Uh, and thanks for listening. <laughs>